ladies and gentlemen, and creatures in between. This is Scrap Metal Podcast number... 31. 31! I am your host, Metal Matty! And to my right, as always, for some reason always on my right, (laughs) as I've mentioned this previously, my co-host, the one and only... Mellow Matty! (laughs) Mellow Matty the Care Bear! I'm full of unicorn piss. I know, unicorn bitch. <laughs> I don't how know. You, how are you doing? Sorry, I'm doing very well, Maddie. We're back. We are back. We We're said back. this before. We'll say it again. Um, hey, what can you do? Life gets in the way. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It has in the past couple. It's been a couple months. Has it been? I think it's so. Uh, March yeah. 20th was our last one. It was 30, number 30. Holy shit. Yeah. We, we've uh, we've had some technical difficulties in the past. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? We fixed those. Well, the we, bugs. Hopefully, the all the bugs in uh, are in yeah, the. We worked, out, we worked out the ghosts in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> it went back. Yep, thirty-one. So we're past the hump. Yes, this is thirty episode thirty-one of Scrap Metal. I think we missed our uh, year anniversary uh, in the couple months that we've been away. So we've been on for a year now. Yes, we, about a year, over a year now. Yeah, we started the end of March, uh, twenty twenty-one. Established in twenty twenty-one. Um, the one and only scrap metal. <laughs> if anyone's keeping count, so we're back. <laughs> we got some. Uh, we got some things to talk about tonight. Yes, we do. I think. I've, we're, I've I think some, yeah. you especially looking forward to this episode. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of research. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a subject near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> Better not be. No. No, but I mean, besides the uh, you know, and also seriousness. Before we get into that, um, it's good to be back. Yeah, and so it's, it's good to be, be doing what we lo- what we love. Yeah, and hopefully. Um, our avid listeners will be excited to hear us again once rabid, again. Rabid, avid. Our rabid, avid listeners. Yeah. And uh, just first and foremost, if you guys do listen to, what, to us and you like what you hear, please follow us on Instagram. It's Scrap Metal Show. That's right. our handle. Um, like I said, DM us, message, direct message us. We'll get. We'll talk about, you can throw us a line, any kind of topic you want to talk about, we'll definitely talk about it. If you want to hear about a specific album or specific artist, specific genre. Completely open to suggestions. Exactly. Right. We'll do it. So right. like I said, I know it's a, uh, I'm beating a dead horse, but please hit us up on, yeah. on the Instagram. That It's called Scrap Metal Show. We want to hear if, if you got criticisms. We want to, want to hear that. We don't we want care. To, we want to hear everything. Yeah. yeah. We just want to know you're out there. You never know when you do these things, who's out there, who's listening. You know, it's nice Is to Is have- anybody <laughs> out there? Just not if you can hear me. me. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Seriously! Yeah, do it! It's true, though. For it's real. a weird thing. You don't know who's like listening to this, you know? I mean, apparently we have people all over the world. I know. For real. <laughs> it's just a block. Ukraine. Hey, we want to shout out yeah. uh, listeners to, uh, to Ukraine. We, right. we, uh, Ukraine. We appreciate you, and we're sorry with all this drama and all this hatred going on. And Is that still going on? I've checked out of the news pretty much. Is, yeah, it's still, still going on. still stuff it's, going it's on, allegedly. It's sad. It's pathetic. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, and you know, you know what? Fuck Putin. It's, it's a, you know, the world is always like that. The yeah. world is always in some kind of chaos. Well, we just want to, I just want to say we're with you, Ukraine, and we, uh, we have your back. We're we both have... wearing blue and yellow shirts tonight. Oh, no, yes. no, no. You are, actually. I am, actually. Yeah, you got your Ukraine Just by, uh, you know. Yeah, just by. Uh, Not a design by no, any means. Just by yeah. coincidence. For right. So with that said, we uh, hope all is well over there in that part of the world, and we uh, want nothing but uh, peace and love for you peace motherfuckers love, over peace there. Peace and love. That's right. right. Well, like we always do, like sure. we mostly always do in this uh, podcast, we want us to do our music tidbit extravaganza. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know what that Cut. is. <laughs> I was trying to wow, that was a totally array different 
one you were used to? Avant-garde. I was trying to for something different, but I don't know. <laughs> Music news. Well, first and foremost, this just happened recently this past week. I want to talk about the passing of uh, Trevor Strad. Strad? <laughs> yeah, I don't Strad? know. Strad? I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> yeah, it. I'm sorry. It's right. S-T-R-N-A-D. He was the lead uh, vocalist, singer, slash singer, growlist for the bl- black... <laughs> The death metal band Black Dahlia Murder out of Michigan. Is that what they call them, Growlists? Yeah, I'm gonna call him a Growlist. Oh, I like that. That's my yeah. uh, nickname for yeah, him. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, it's right now. It could be. A, it's more like a suicide thing. But there really hasn't been a cause of death as of yet. Right. And um, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't a big fan of them. I really wasn't. I mean, I know some of the music. I have a couple of their albums in my catalog, but I'm not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Listen to them from time to time. Once in a blue moon kind of thing. But from what I heard, it was actually really good. Um, he could definitely hang with the best of them as it comes as it pertains to being a growlist or yeah. a screamer, right. so to speak. Cookie monster. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I just want to, you know, just pass along our uh, condolences and deepest sympathies to the uh, family and friends of uh, Trevor. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. Yeah. That's too bad. It is too bad. Yeah. And while we're on the subject, yeah. Um, since we our last episode right yeah uh, a big time another big time member in the rock world yeah passed away what right. a month ago now oh uh taylor taylor hawkins uh march 25th so almost two Was months it March ago. 25th? yeah believe it or not it's been a wow. yeah yeah about a month and a half yeah well, how yeah. does time fly man? yeah and he's one of those guys that everybody loved like you've seen i've seen like chad smith from the chili peppers just everybody's come out and said you know how much they loved him so there's not you know he was beloved seemed like a, you know a genuinely Good dude. And I'm sure no word from Grohl or anything yet, right? He must still be in somewhat of a shock. I don't think they've announced anything, any plans. They've canceled all their summer dates, the Foo Fighters. Yeah, they were supposed to play uh, a couple weeks of the Boston Column Boston on the, Colin, as the right. Friday night headliners, but they canceled. Now Nine Inch Nails is uh, taking, uh, yeah. taking oh, a lead. Okay. So, yeah, we're from, I mean, for people that don't know, we're from the Boston area, yep. Boston, Massachusetts, and two weeks from now is the Boston Calling Festival. Two weeks. Okay. Every year they do it at the Harvard Crimson uh, Fieldhouse, which is where the Harvard football team plays. Oh, is that where they do it? I did not know. Yep. And um, I'll be going the, oh. to the Sunday night show. Okay. Because Metallica, Metallica. Is, is headlining that show, nice. and I will be there. Okay. And, um, yeah, so looking forward to that in a couple of weeks. I'll take some videos, and we'll, have, we'll do, like, a little uh, mini review about sure, that show. Sure, definitely, definitely. And that's, you know, every time Metallica plays a festival, they always bust out an old classic that they haven't oh, played they in a while. They, okay. Or they very rarely play. Right. Something so from, I'm looking forward to that. Something from Kill 'Em All or something. Or, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Right? That'd be nice. Phantom yeah. Lord or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Or uh, Am I Evil, maybe. Something mm. like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see what the Foo Fighters do. I mean, do they continue? I'm sure they... I mean, Dave Grohl's not going to stop making music. No so, way. But do they do Foo Fighters with a new drummer? Does you know? It's weird. He's got some uh, things to to does think Dave about. Dave take over drumming? I don't know. That's it. Yeah, but it, you can't. Yeah, does he? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. He's in a weird situation now. Totally. You know. You know? Totally but, weird but situation. He certainly reinvented himself after Kurt Cobain died. So we'll see. Uh, see what he does. But yeah, I'm sure he's. You know, there's a lot of grieving left to go through and a lot of things to figure out with him. So, you know, we'll see. It's gonna but, be. Uh, Quite interesting. Yeah, it will be to say the least. Yeah, to see what pans out with the the, the fighters of foo. <laughs> yeah, the fighters of the foo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so well, we also another suicide. We lost not rock and roll, but we lost um, 
Wyona Judd, I think it was. <laughs> is it Naomi Judd? Uh, no, name. Uh, Wyona Judd? No, uh, Naomi, Naomi Judd. Yeah, Ashley Judd's the actress. Yeah, daughter. Naomi Judd. She came. She was on like with. Uh, she was on Good Morning America recently, and, and had to admit that her mother shot herself. She used a firearm to kill herself. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, which is too bad, you know. So we just, you know, she just, was a country star, right? Yeah, yeah, they were pretty big in the '80s. Uh, Wyona and Naomi, I think that the other daughter there that sang with her. So yeah, it's yeah. too bad, uh, you know. It's just sad that people have resort to the selfish. Uh, yeah, act, you but. would figure you'd get that far along in your life in your 70s. You figure you would have figured it out, but apparently not. Apparently not. Maybe she just figured I had enough. I'm gonna check out and. Yeah, it's crazy as it sounds. It yeah. is, and it's it's just, it's obviously mental um, health. Yeah, is a huge topic of discussion and issue in the past week. Especially recently, yeah. Especially recently, yeah. it's like the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah, and it's not a thing to take lightly. So no. We're not making fun of it or any by any means, so don't no, get, don't get it no. twisted. But it's definitely <laughs> fucked up, no, Maddie. Uh, Maddie Chooch over here. <laughs> not not a laughing matter. Nope. As I giggle, I know no, as you giggle, like a little schoolgirl. But we have some lighthearted news, don't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if people don't know about this, but uh, you know, Psycho Sid from uh, <laughs> Slipknot and the DJ from Slipknot and Kelly Osbourne have been a couple for quite some time now. And did they not just, know this. Yeah. He did not know this. My fellow host, uh, Mellow Maddie, no, I'm, I'm, did not know this. Yeah. And I informed him prior to the episode and prior to this show that uh, Miss Kelly Osborne and Sid from Slipknot again are expecting a new baby. They have a baby already? No, I expect oh, the first. I'm oh, assuming okay. the first baby. Okay. I hope so. I don't know. Who knows? If not, who cares? If if so, great for yeah. them. But um, yeah. So I don't. Obviously, I don't know the gender of the baby as of yet. But right. I don't think they have announced that so much. But so Ozzy and Sharon are new uh, grandparents. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if Jack has kids. I think he might. He, I think he does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's married with kids. Right. Yeah. So okay. So there'll be more. Uh, more. S- some more Osborne. Yeah. And the Osborne brood. In the, in the, <laughs> brewing. <laughs> yeah. There's a storm a brewing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that should make Ozzy. I mean, that'll make Ozzy extend his life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's already grandkids. Yeah. I already believe he's a fucking mutant. Uh, he's uh, having health issues lately. I think more. Uh, yeah. I mean, he won't be back. Like he's done with any kind of live stuff. I would think. Right? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, there'll be no Sabbath reunion anytime soon. Or... It's amazing that Sabbath guys are all still alive, right? We haven't lost any of those guys, have we? Bill Ward's still alive? Geezer? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I always had some cancer scares, but he's still around. So, yeah, but we won't be seeing. Uh, yeah, that's any... weird. Yeah. You're right. It's a good, good question. But yeah. um, to uh, other some more music real quickly before we move on. Uh, uh, there are... So, in other music news. Lorna Shore, uh, we mentioned them in other episodes, a deathcore band from New Jersey. Oh, very heavy. Fucking wicked heavy. Will Ooh, Ramos, lead you, singer. You brutal. Them, brutal. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's probably the the top number, in my opinion, the number one growlist vocalist in the game yeah, today. Yeah, I would think so. The guy yeah. is a fucking demon, man. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, b- dropped a new uh, single on Friday the 13th, this oh. past Friday, May 13th, called Sun Eater. But it's like, if you look at it, it's called Sun Double Slash Eater. I like that. And it's uh and it's fucking brutal as Eat, usual. Eater of the sun. Yeah, exactly. And he says that as so in the in the song. He right. says, The sun eats her and he like <laughs> screams it. I can I kinda just made that out of the song so right, far. Right. I've listened to it about maybe ten times so far and it's yeah. wicked heavy. I am really digging it. Um so Will Ramos, if you listen to us, I begged you before, I'll beg you again. Come on our show, man. Yep. We'd love to have you as a guest in the band. Ain't too proud to beg. Ain't too proud to beg, baby boy. Sweet darling. <laughs> 
Get your ass on this show, boy. Yeah, we're, we're looking. We're looking for guests. We want to. Yeah, we got a, a couple guests in the pipeline. Just we saying, we do a little tease. Yeah, yep. just a tease. That's all we're gonna say. Some little, uh, some things behind the scenes. That yeah, we're big ones on. coming on the show. Yep. Hopefully, in a couple weeks. A local legend. We'll a say local, that. A local legend. Radio legend. A lo- oh, we're Maddie and I are beyond stoked to have yeah. this local legend uh, come on our show. We got some and questions because uh, we got a lot of questions for this particular individual. Do we want to say? The gender? No. 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 It's, we're going to keep it a <laughs> total. True. It's going to be a gender reveal party right. next episode. Exactly. Blue or purple. <laughs> but um, exciting. Oh. But with that said, we're looking forward to uh, the couple guests coming in the pipeline. Yeah. And um, what was the other? Yeah. So Lorna Shore, just quickly, that it's called Sun Eater, dropped Friday. And um, also, one last thing, Billy Howardale, if anyone remembers that name or knows that name, uh, he back in the day, in the early 90s, he, he was the guitar tech for Adam Jones slash Tool. Oh, that's right. And then he did, perf- he performed, he got together the band called Perfect Circle mm-hmm. and asked Maynard to come over and sing vocals, etc. And then he did a, a one-time thing with Ashes, a band called Ashes Divide he put together. Right. It was a really good album. Yeah. I think it came out in 2008. And now... He's dabbling in his solo career, and I believe his album's coming out on June 10th of this year, in about a month. And one of the singles is already out. It's uh, typical Howardale-ish. Yeah. Very, like, you know, melodic, very, like, like you know, dreamy, okay. thrash. Yeah, like, not really, familiar like, with this stuff, really. Yeah. Besides Perfect Circle. Yeah, right. it's, he's, he's a hell of a guitar player. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for Billy Howardale. Right. I would love to get him on our podcast as well. Right. He's very interesting. He's kind of like... Kind of because him and Maynard are good friends and kind of has like that similarity to Maynard where they're very like mysterious right. and they keep it kind of like low key. Right. Close to the vest. They don't yeah. give away everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, to to hearing his new album come out. I think it's very small. I want to say maybe four to six songs if I remember correctly reading. Who's on vocals? Is it a... Uh, I don't know. No. I, th- I think it's Billy. Billy's okay. a, Billy can sing. Oh, he can. Okay. Because he, he does a lot of backup and does some singing on right. his own. In Perfect Circle and a lot of tracks. Right. So he can definitely uh, do his... He can hold his own fucking weight, man. He didn't get James Eha to uh, <laughs> involved with the uh, with the project. Hey, I, honestly, I don't know, and I can't say yes yeah. or no, but right. I wouldn't doubt it. Right. You know? Well, that'll be interesting, then. So, yeah, so moving along with that said, yeah, that yeah. is our... Uh, what we call music tidbit extravaganza. Well... Tonight's episode yeah. is very uh, near, and speak, near and dear to <laughs> yeah, what the deaths of what we we, we yeah. you know mentioned. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, drugs, drugs in music, especially drugs. drugs and rock and roll. We've had a whole podcast on deaths. And, yes. And some of those deaths were drug related. So now we're really going to focus in on drugs. In, in every form, in every... Shape and fashion. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Drugs and music go hand in hand. And 100%. As we'll, as we'll find out, they've been that, it's been that way for... Even movies. Oh, absolutely. But especially music. Right, right. So, yeah. So, Maddie, I know we discussed off air that this is something where you will talk, we talked about that you like yeah. to take the lead about. Sure, a little bit. And, uh, we, On the history gonna, part of it. Uh, yeah. Are we going to go back uh, from the beginning? To like yeah. how we usually like go from like time chronologically. Yeah, I like to do a little t- a chronology. Okay. Chrono- a chronology, if, chronology. If, if you'll allow me. You're sure, going to get cryogenically sure. frozen after? <laughs> Jesus that Christ. Too. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would be nice. It's like 80 degrees. In there. I know. Hey, people, it's actually 
quite warm here in Massachusetts <laughs> it's a this little weekend. Toasty, yeah. Believe it or not, yeah, we've had a, a little, taste of summer already. Uh, yeah, we certainly have. Which I'm not complaining because I love no, this weather. No, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. Well, Maddie boy, yes, sir. Take it away, brother. Okay. Well, drugs, as I've said, are uh, are, are everywhere in music. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Chooch. Um, it's funny, I was doing a lot of research and listening to some other podcasts talking about drugs and music or whatnot, and uh, it's funny, um, if you go way back, uh, all the way to 1830, wow. you remember that? There was a... Um, I remember that. <laughs> Just like was, yesterday. What a year. <laughs> there was something they call one of the first psychedelic symphonies. It was this Frenchman, Hector Berlioz, and he wrote something called the Symphony Fantastique. Not the Symphony of Destruction? No, not that one. But okay. maybe it was. Uh, maybe that was a little uh, kind of inspired. Yeah, to make, Mustaine, you know, Mustaine and Megadeth. Mustaine to do fancies that? himself like a you know a historian and a Renaissance man. Maybe he was influenced by it. There you go, but, kid. Um, but it was literally uh, this uh, this composer wrote this um, symphony. It was. It's all about. It was. This, it's about a guy who has a broken heart. His lovers left him, and he poisons himself with opium, and he puts himself into this deep sleep with opium, and he has cool. all these like bizarre dreams and visions. It's just musical, but it, I guess it's. I haven't really checked it out, but I guess it's very trippy and very. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because opium that was the drug of the choice. Drug of choice back in you know back in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, you know, say so. <laughs> yeah. I think you had to. It was Chinese like, opium. Yeah, you had to like smoke it back then. I don't think anyone was shooting anything back then. So that's interesting. I, I didn't think uh, you know this drug stuff went back that far, but apparently you know pre pre Civil War back in over in France, uh, wow. you know they were dabbling with and and writing about it. So um, so that was that, and then we move into this is where, really where everyone knows about um, jazz. So jazz comes along 1910. 1911. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, speaking of jazz real yeah, yeah. quick, I like the fact I do listen to uh, like 19, like mid to late 1930s all into like 1940s, like that eerie, oh, like yeah. smooth jazz, like Bunny Berrigan. I've never know. heard of Bunny Berrigan. Never heard of Bunny Berrigan? No, no. The jazz, big time jazz okay. musician in the 40s. Oh, really? Uh, Bunny Berrigan, obviously. Um, then there was Benny Goodman. Okay. You've like heard of more him? the big band stuff. Yeah, oh, sure. but, but they had like yeah. they always had that eerie trumpet sound. Yes, which was so cool. The trumping is the, yeah, the trumping. The trumpet is haunting. It is. It can be. Now, do you get into like the like they call it like bebop? Do you get into like Charlie Parker? I've heard. Like, yes, okay. I've, I do. I do dabble in some Charlie Parker. Okay, well, this is where this is where the drugs come in with um, jazz. It's funny because I'm such a metalhead, but I I love. Uh, a, there was a female artist big in the 30s and 40s, especially in the 40s, who was uh, oh sure jazz jazz influence, but she sung, but she didn't play any instruments. Was uh, Vera Lynn? You ever heard oh. of Vera Lynn? Does anybody she, here remember Vera Lynn? The Pink Floyd sang about. Yes, because she was uh, yeah. a dame. The, okay. Her and her and the Queen of England are, were best friends. Uh, oh, okay. She died in 2020. Sorry, she was Dame Vera Lynn was 103 years old Holy when she passed shit. away. And uh, I mean, and the uh, queen's still alive at like a hundred. Well, <laughs> these people don't have a lot of stress in their Un- lives. I guess. Yeah, they really yeah. don't. Yeah, well, the queen doesn't. But unbelievable. Well, I did not know that. I don't yeah. know much about Virulent. Just besides, like, check through, her out. She had a hell of a voice. Pink man. Floyd and v- yeah, hell that, of a voice. You know that song from the Wall? Where yes, we, yeah, it, yeah. and that's why they sang about her because okay. she uh, was such an influence to a lot of musicians and artists from just England. Like a famous person. Yeah, in, hell of a like, voice in the British. Uh, yeah, her biggest. Uh, her I think her biggest hit was uh, "We'll Meet Again." 
She oh, did that's it. her? Yeah, she don't will know how to, meet don't know again, don't know, don't know where, okay. don't know when. My grandfather loved that song. Yeah, yeah she did that it. song okay. for yeah. the troops Oh yeah. Uh, okay. during the World War. Okay. Two, one and two, right. especially two. So you more you like that kind of jazz? Like yes, more, that's okay. my kind of jazz. Well, so what happened is um, this um, jazz kind of came together in like 1910, 1911, something like that. And um, it, in New Orleans, at the same time, you started seeing like heroin come oh, in. Oh, yeah. So, oh, shit. And that was from the mafia. The early mafia. That's was, right. Lucky Luciano and all those right, boys. Right. You know? Yeah. They were, they were running uh, heroin into, uh, into New Orleans. Lucky Thompson? Uh, no, not Lucky Thompson from <laughs> Bulwark Empire. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. What a no. great. Yeah, Chalky White. Yeah, Chalky, Chalky White. White was in charge of the. Uh, it was. So early on. Well, at first it was marijuana. Yes, of course. And then, yeah, then the mafia said, well, we could probably get these people hooked on heroin. And uh, all the jazz guys, they figured at some point, like 75% of the jazz guys were on heroin. Um, and then they kind of shut it down in New Orleans. And then, that, and then that just made it spread out to all the cities, marijuana and heroin. And uh, the biggest one being, Charlie, you know, you've heard of Charlie Parker, right? Oh, yes. He pretty much invented like what they call bebop, more like experimental jazz, more like that, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, he's, he was a junkie by 16. He was what, de- really? dead by 34. Wow. Yeah. But all the, uh, up and coming jazz guys loved him, saw him as like an influence. So, you know, they all started doing heroin along with him cause they kind of thought like the jazz, the heroin put you into that like jazz headspace, you know, just that kind of like yeah. dreamy, weird. And it basically killed most of them. I mean, uh, Billy holiday, another, you know, you've heard of Billy holiday, of course, angel of Harlem, <laughs> You two would sing about. <laughs> she died. Yeah. A, she died a young, tragic death from heroin. She did. Um, I know. Uh, John Coltrane died pretty much, you know, early thirties or something like that. The only one that survived, Miles Davis, was a major junkie, but he like cleaned up at some point. And then all the jazz guys were like, "Wow!" He took on like a mythical stature. Like he like kicked. Her- he was the only one to kick heroin. That's yeah. Considering back then, without the yeah. advances in research and technology they had now, right, like they right. do have now, and programs, right, to help people wean off this shit. Now it was just back then. It was just cold turkey. Like you just stopped doing. Like what else? You know, you yeah. didn't have like twelve step. There was or, no you know. fucking uh, addiction centers of America. Yeah, you know, or, or, or no like Narcan if yeah. you were o- or overdosing. This or- is Narc. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you were a junkie back then, you just you kicked it cold turkey. Or you, you didn't kick it. One thousand um, percent, yo. But, but yeah, the um. <laughs> so like I said, I they they figured at some point, yeah, like almost all the jazz musicians, it just went hand in hand. It was just part of the, you know, like that old saying, right? Drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, seriously. I think sex, that's... drugs, and rock and roll. So drugs and rock and roll, especially. Well, it, everything goes back to jazz. Like you know, like. Uh, I think all the drug stuff that went into rock and roll came from jazz, you know, because that was the music before you had rock and roll. It's pretty much all you had, you know, was jazz. That's right. So they made it, you know, kind of made it so what somewhat cool to, you know, be a junkie or, you know. So we go into the 50s, uh, you get rock and roll. Rock and roll develops. Not a lot of like drug stuff in the early. I don't think like you never saw like Elvis or any. I mean, you had later Elvis would have drug problems, but. I think early on, like, it was more with the jazz guys. Like, you didn't see heroin issues with rock and roll or even marijuana until the 60s. I think... Yeah, that's a good point. I think the rock and roll guys were probably mainly drinking, you know, maybe dabbling with... uh, 
Well, even Coke. Coke doesn't really Cocaña. Coke, the yayo doesn't Chichi, come get the yayo kind of thing? It <laughs> doesn't come along until Yo, maybe, the, maybe the 70s, yeah. Chichi, get the yayo. <laughs> so it took a little while for drugs to enter the music, the rock and roll scene. But by the 60s, it was, it was, was they were all in with marijuana. Because um, even the Beatles were drinkers until Bob... Dylan introduced them to marijuana in <laughs> 1964. There's a famous story. They were at the uh, Delmonico Hotel in New York, and there was some night. I think it was the first time they met him. Some they, you know, they they coordinated a meeting with Dylan in a motel room, hotel room, and he introduced them to weed. And uh, <laughs> and Paul McCartney said it just like opened up, like it was like whoa, a Pandora's box. Yeah, seriously, he was a he was a major pothead. I, I don't know if he still is, but definitely. Uh, for most of his career. And um, yeah, and basically every <laughs> from that point on, they said the Beatles were stoned from like like 1965 basically through so 1970. <laughs> yeah. If you watch like the movie Help, you ever see Help? Yeah. The, the Beatles, Help. completely stoned during the whole thing. Just, really? Oh, stoned out of their heads. Yeah. Completely. Didn't know but, that. Especially John and Paul. Um, but then they started writing. So then you see like... Uh, drugs entering like songs into songs. Um, Got to get you into my life by the Beatles is about weed. I think Paul's admitted that. Um, yeah, uh, along comes Mary. You ever hear that song by the Association? Something about Mary? So, no, no. Well, that, that could be too. <laughs> yeah, definitely about marijuana. <laughs> Last dance with Mary Jane. No, are you a big pot guy? No, <laughs> Have definitely. You've, you've you've dabbled. With I've it. experimented. It, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not in a long time. I no. just. I just never really, never really did anything for me. Yeah, I had my marijuana phase definitely when I was 17. And uh, boy, did it open up. When you're stoned, you kind of get inside of the music. You know what I mean? It's like, boy, like listening to early Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin stoned. Woo! I mean, just doing bong hits and listening to, uh, <laughs> listening to <a> physical <laughs> graffiti a, or something by Led Zeppelin. That just, was a night, huh? Just a, woo, just an eye-opening nice experience. Nights. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Yeah. So at the same time, then you had like LSD in the 60s, you know, the acid was starting to, uh, do you know, now the Beatles, um, the first time they did LSD, they were dosed. No way. They were out to dinner. They were at a dinner party with a dentist. Say what? Who goes to dinner? Who goes to a dinner party with with their dentist? (laughs) It's a famous story. And they were having coffee at the, it was, I think it was George and John and the wives. And they had dinner, this you know beautiful house. And at the end of the night, they're having dessert, having coffee. And the the dentist friend goes, "Oh, by the way, I put um, I put LSD in your coffee." And LSD wasn't really known about that; it was still legal. So I guess they just had this like mind blowing experience. But it was there was you know it was a bad trip. They were they went out to some club. They thought the club was on fire, and it was just this awful like trip. So that that was the first uh, Beatles drug experience. Uh, and then, exa- and then eventually they, you know, embraced it. And John certainly did. He was definitely an acid head for a, a year or two. I mean, all you got to do is listen to like, you know, Strawberry Fields Forever and and uh, I am really- the I am the Walrus. I mean, if that if that isn't a drug, song, I know seriously that portrays uh, it. That just portrays it all, dude. <laughs> it's like a Salvador Salvador Dali uh, painting set to music. <laughs> Especially, yeah, it sure beats the New York skyline from uh, New York, nineteen forty. <laughs> Yeah, but that would look cool if you were tripping. Yeah, definitely. Those yeah. buildings would be uh, <laughs> humming. You've never dabbled with any uh, psychedelic. No, sir. Nor I. Nor, nor I. I just never had the notion, nor I had the... No. Pos- never had the 
failing to do so. I just no. never came about. Yeah, weed was always my the strongest thing I've ever. I've always loved psychedelic music and trippy music, but I never. Yeah, I always uh, was a little leery about. Uh, not that I won't. Maybe yeah. we should try once, try some sometime. Maybe in the next podcast we'll be tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll just stare at my uh, Alex Gray. Uh, ah, tripping bulls. Yeah, yeah. Alex Gray is a legend. Really, is a in legend. The world. So, um, so then, so that was like the psychedelic part. And then, as we roll into the seventies, you start seeing more like coke, you know, because cocaine is like the perfect drug to keep you going on those, you know, those long tours. It's a, you know. It's a <laughs> amphetamine. It keeps you. You so, are the perfect drug, the perfect drug, the perfect drug. Oh, Nine Inch Nails? Nine Inch Nails, that's okay, right. There you go. There's a drug song. Yeah, total we'll drug song. We'll add that to the list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then by the 70s, you're seeing people, you're seeing the drugs where it went from inspiration that kind of turned into desperation. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> inspiration to desperation. I like how you did that. You like that? That's good. Transfer right? there. Yeah. There's a fine line between the drugs inspiring creativity and going into like addiction and and by the seventies you saw like like major drug problems like Sly from Sly and the Family Stone had a raging coke problem. You started seeing like heroin deaths, you know. Well then they all started dying at the end of the six the end of the sixties you know, Hendrix was on a bunch of drugs when he died. Um Janice died of an overdose. Janice Miss Joplin. Janice Joplin. She yep. part of the Twenty Seven Club, right? She, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The first three were um, Hendrix, uh, Janice, and Jim Morrison, all within like a year of each other. Uh, wow. Allegedly, Morrison was dabbling with heroin over in Paris. They never did an autopsy. It was, you know, they kind of buried him quickly, and so we don't know how he died. But so the definitely the uh, the musicians were starting to go fast by the seventies. And and then you know the 70s you had like uh, disco which was all cocaine and quaaludes and all kinds of drugs. Quaalude, quaaludes, quaaludes. But um, what do you think about artists that like? Now what about like Maynard? What's his stance on drugs? Um, he's not like strictly Mark- anti-drug, right? Does he talk about drugs, drug use? Not really. Um, he, I wouldn't say some opinion on him. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Especially, um, we can, we can, um, reference to the song Third Eye. Okay. Remember, um. What album is that? From Enema. Okay. With, you know, the comedian Bill. Oh, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. When he says. Oh, uh, yeah, the famous. He says, you know, quoting the famous Bill Hicks. Right. He says, see, I think drunk. He goes, drunk. I think drugs have done some good things for us. I really do. And if you don't believe drugs have done good things for us, do me a favor. Go home tonight. Take all your albums and all your tapes and all your CDs <laughs> yes, and burn yes, them. Right. Because you know what? The musicians who've made all that great music that's enhanced your lives throughout the years yes. were really high. Real fucking high on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. And then it says like, then it says, today, young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. Yep. That we are all one consciousness experienced self-subjectively. There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. It's not a war on drugs. It's a war on personal freedom. Keep that in mind at all times. So 
there you go. That's, yeah, there there's you go. a good that, thing that from Maynard. In, right. How he ties in right. his talk with drugs. But he's never talked about his own personal. Uh, Not that I know of. No. He's, like a lot of obviously Maynard's very political. Maybe um, you know the early years, like in their Undertow album. Yeah. Like obviously the song Opiate. Right. The album was called Opiate. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, so that's true. that could have been yeah. some his early years when he was with the Texans, his first group. Right. They could have had, had some drug issues. Right. Because if you look at some of those videos of them, especially from live from '93 Lollapalooza, yeah, Maynard's wearing that kind of like that hickish, like red jumpsuit with the with the <laughs> the, sh- the shit kicker boots, like right. the Tims. Right. He just looks like he's just like f- totally fucked up at all. Yeah. At, yeah, the whole yeah. set, right. you know. So there you go. I feel like that's. But he's the type of guy that doesn't need drugs. No, you know what I mean? he's just so fucking yeah. out there, which I love. That you know, he's my boy. Yeah, because there's a lot of like anti-drug, like somebody like Ted Nugent. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Just doing a little research, I found that most of the guys that are real anti-drug, I just don't like that much. Like, Ted, the Ted Nugent's music just isn't that. I'm like, Ted, maybe you'd be better served with some drugs, you know? <laughs> he was really anti-drugs. They had a song, uh, Journey to the Center of Your Mind, his first oh, band. Yeah, the Amboy Dukes, and he thought it was, uh, you know, he know, he didn't know, his, like a Taurus wrote it or something. He didn't even know it was about drugs, but how could you not, you know? I, I'm not a huge, I think. Lately, he's been in the news a lot for like always speaking his mind. Yeah, he's yeah. a nutbag. He is. He's crazy. He's, he's got a, he's got a YouTube show. If you want, if you want to get a uh, a chuckle, go yeah. check out his. Well, he's nuts, uh, but his I, live I, he is funny YouTube. though. He's hilarious. But at the same time, I'm Uncle not a, Ted. I'm not a huge fan no. of his music, but no man, that song "Cat Scratch Fever." Yeah, woo, what a riff. Check wow, out. Wow, wow, you know, it's a great wow, song. Wow, yeah, it's wow. Wow. yeah, that riff is ins- insane. Check Insane. out Great White Buffalo by him. Never heard it. That's a good one. Not that I know of. Yeah, that's I might have heard one. it, but yeah. didn't know the name. It's always hunting stuff with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a hillbilly from Michigan. Yeah, he is. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. He's a super... So he's, a woodsy. he's a woodsman yeah, for sure. Liberals hate him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Liberals despise him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know who... Oh, Frank Zappa was real anti-drug, too. Who really? I, who I never got into. Yeah. Super anti-drug. I and then he died that. anyway at like 50 from... He died mad young. From cancer, yeah. From, oh, he smoked a lot of cigarettes, you know. Yeah. Um, I know like Henry Rollins is super anti-drug. I got no patience. Because <laughs> I'm a liar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Renny Rollins. Oh, Kiss too. Yeah. Uh, Gene Simmons always claims he's never had a drink or drug in his life. But I don't believe I that. I don't believe that either. No. When they really start to like, you know, be like that, like preachy about it, you know, I'm like, really? Yeah, it makes you think. And I've never liked Kiss. So oh, really? I've really discovered that most of the anti-drug bands I don't like. You know who doesn't really, uh, who's never, t- is Jack White from the uh, White Stripes. I kind of believe that. Yeah, never, uh, he always thought it would like uh, be too much for him and it would affect his music or something, you know. Um, Springsteen's always been kind of an anti-drug guy. Not oh, whoa, 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 hey Wendy, <laughs> we won't be doing drugs tonight. Baby, we were born to run. <laughs> yeah. you, that sounds like a drug song. Down, down, yeah. Down. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Down, so a lot of anti-drug down. dudes. Yeah, um, yeah. some great like uh, anti-drug songs. Needle in the Damage Done is like an you know, anti-hair by uh, Neil Young. You know that one? No, I've seen I know Neil Young, but I don't know that particular song. Yeah. Because, uh, th- well, once all these guys started dying, I think he lost his like guitar player to an overdose. Um uh, cocaine is it? You know, by uh, by Clapton is yeah. actually an anti drug Cream song. is it? Cream is a cocaine. Uh, it was after Cream. Yeah, okay. it was in his solo. Uh, cocaine. Stuff. Yeah. 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 White lines. Remember that by uh, White lines. 
Yeah, by uh, Gra- that? Uh, that was um, was that Grandmaster Flash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it? I think it was. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. So like in the, in the Coke, Coke was big in the '80s, and crack, the whole crack thing, and then of course but, it was big in the '80s. Coke coming yeah. from the ports of Miami. <laughs> yeah, really. But then the rappers kind of like embraced it, like made like the the uh, drug dealer kind of like the cool thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, now the reggae stuff in the '70s. Now reggae's the only one that was part of their religion. The Rastas. Yeah. Like Bob Marley, like there was actually like. You know, they would smoke tons of it because it was that got them closer to God. That was yeah. part of the whole Rasta movement. Make you closer to God. Yeah. Yeah. Nine Snails. Peter Tosh had a song called Legalize It. Legalize it and I will advertise it. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm like, listen, I'm like, oh, okay, I like that, Maddie. You know? Keep it going, dude. But, uh, oh, Bill Hicks had a great quote, too, about Keith Richards. Another quote where he said uh, Keith Richards was doing like an anti-drug thing in the 80s. You know, don't do drugs. Bill Hicks goes, Keith, we can't do all the drugs. You've done them all already. Yeah. We can't do drugs. You've done all the drugs already. The only thing we can do is wait till you die and smoke your ashes. <laughs> Lace them in the fucking marijuana cigarette. Because yeah. people are always Reefers. People are always made that Keith Richards is still alive. But he didn't mix drugs. He was smart. You know, you get the, the guys that died were doing like every, you know, they were drinking, doing really? heroin. Yeah. yeah, of course. That, that kind of goes hand in hand you yeah. for the most part. Well, they, when you throw everything down your throat like that, it's probably going to kill you. Keith was smart, I guess. He like, you know, he, he knew how much heroin to do. He never mixed it with drinking. And he's still alive to this yeah. day. And he just quit cigarettes after uh, 55 years. Crazy. So he's still alive. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean... I don't know. What's the? Are there? Are there still drugs? Like, what's the drug of choice today? You know, with any with any musician, doesn't seem like drugs are still right. No, I'm thinking. Well, Sizzurp. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be more like the rap side of things. Yeah, yeah. Zizzurp, well, which is like codeine and uh, cough medicine, yeah, robitussin. Like, yeah, Ooh, that's what uh, that uh, rapper uh, Juice World passed away from. He was Whoa. depressed and he did a lot of Sizzurp. Oh God. Uh, he was a rap. He was young. He was like 21 or 22 years old. Oh wow. Yeah, he died a couple years ago, right? Two years ago? Yeah. Okay. Three, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I watched uh, the documentary on, um, sorry, HBO, like, yeah. uh, like over the last fall in our wintertime or something, over this past winter, and it was pretty good about his rise to being like a YouTube sensation with oh, his okay. songs. And then yeah. he eventually got a, he cut a record label, a record deal, yeah. huh, label. And then, um, yeah. But he How wasn't. Was he young? He was young. He was like, I want to say 22, 23 oh, when he Jesus. passed away. Yeah, Maybe 24. Yeah. Right. But his yeah. girlfriend was young too. His girlfriend, girlfriend was like either seven, eight, I'm sorry, 18 or 19. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. She she didn't really do. She was just, uh, she didn't do much, obviously. She just went and told them and right. dressed like a little, you know. Hose. Ho- <laughs> <laughs> little. I was to say hose back. Hose back, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be, I wanted to behave. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. Austin Powers said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say not to stereotype, but I feel like that's mostly in like the rap hip hop world. Yeah, right, right. You know, I don't really, really hear many rock. I don't hear many people like in the likes of Ozzy Osbourne going, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna have my codeine and syrup and call it yeah. zizzurp." Well, Ozzy wrote the best tribute to uh, marijuana, which is Sweet Leaf. You know, their drug. Everyone had kind of like a a, a, <laughs> a tribute to their drug of choice. Mr. Brownstone by Guns that's N' Roses. Heroin. Yeah. Master now, Brown. Now, is that an anti? Then you get songs like, is it anti? Is it pro? It's kind of like, you know, because mm. there's a song by 
uh, the Velvet Underground called Heroin. Have you heard of Heroin by the Velvet Underground? I have. I've uh, it, Heroin. It's it uh, feels like you're on heroin. Yeah. It's very like you know. It's like Heroin Underground is good. Velvet Revolver is a fantastic. Oh, Velvet Revolver. F- yeah, the band. Well, I'm talking Velvet Underground. Yeah, but then yeah, the, the okay, yeah. Velvet Revolver. Right, then, right. Because Scott Weiland, right. another guy, drugs, drugs, fucking. Yeah. Another so casualty. That's what made me think about. Okay, it. right, right. So, yeah, because sometimes you get like songs that they're not really anti and they're not really pro. They're just like you know, here it is. Here's the uh, here's here's the situation. You, know, you, you decide. Boom. Here you yeah. go. Make your assumption. Make your you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your opinion, whatever you may will, just uh, come out with something. Because in Heroin by Velvet Underground, it, it's like, wow, it almost makes you want to do heroin. But then by the end of the song, he's saying, uh, you know, heroin, it'll be the death of me. So it's like, whoa, like, where do you, you know, where do you stand on it? I like the ambiguous drug songs. It's like, eh, the good and the bad, right? Yeah, you get, exactly. Yeah, because drugs can turn quickly. They can, uh, well, a Master of Puppets <laughs> is a uh, cocaine song. We keeping you up, Maddie? <laughs> Chop your breakfast on a mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I need right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chop your breakfast on a mirror. Right. Did he have a real Coke issue? I don't really think so. That's no. I, know. I know. We all know they were alcoholic. That was their nickname. Yeah. They fucking drink. They must have been dabbling with it. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure. Right. Speaking of that, I remember that I read something the other day. Dave Mustaine, follow me from Metallica, obviously now Megadeth, he spent over a million dollars on drugs. I, I saw that. You yeah. saw that too? Yeah, yeah. And I said, Dad, what's his name to the same thing? Who? Steven Tyler. Oh, he's probably spent, yeah. I think he spent close to two. Probably more, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were... Um, Imagine, you know, and within, since, say, 85, 80, say, 83, 82. Yeah. Until now or whatever, when he stopped, say, 10, five, what, eight, 10 years ago, maybe? Mustaine, yeah. He's been clean now for a yeah, long time. right. He spent almost two million, almost a million, That's over amazing, a million dollars. Right? That's a lot of money on just fucking... I'm surprised he would, he would want to even do the math, because you've got to figure it out a little bit, yeah. right? That's something you want to be like, I know. Yeah. Well, Aerosmith was the Toxic Twins, you know? Yeah. When, when you have a, when you, when you get the name the Toxic Twins, you know you're raging. He said he snorted most of Peru up his nose. <laughs> yeah. I think that's his famous quote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm going to go to Peru now. <laughs> oh, really? With cocaina. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... You know, drugs have always been in music. They'll always be in music. Now, I've I, some uh, some uh, um, college up in Canada did a, a study. So when you listen to music, there's there's chemicals that are released in okay. your brain: epinephrine, opiate, like a natural opiate, serotonin, serotonin, oxytocin are all released when you um, when you listen to music. They've proven that. So music itself is a drug. Oh my. Music and is you my know, drug. You know that, right? Yeah. Right. I, I, so you and, feel that. And like, we talked. That's, yeah. that's not just like this is this make, actual physical like proof things. This to, isn't yeah. make believe bullshit. This isn't something we're just conjuring up. Right, here. Exactly. This is f- science, hard fact and evidence. Canadians yeah. have proved it. <laughs> yeah. Those Canucks have proved it. So it's interesting too. So what they did, they gave Narcan to people, and then played a music, and it they figured out that the Narcan blocks the feel good effects of music. So if you aren't you, if you are Narcan and you're listening to music, you won't get that feeling. So, but <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. No, you're right though, dude. Um, music. That's, that's pretty fascinating. And, yeah, and no? I, I believe if I haven't, if I mention this a, a couple times, I'm sorry to be repetitive, but I right. believe I mentioned this in the past. Or if I'll I just edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't, uh, I want to say that music is my drug. My drug of choice. Yeah. Music is my drug. Absolutely. Like nicotine's your, you know, not really a drug, but your <laughs> uh, source little, of... little enhancement. Source of cho- yeah, choice. A little, little enhancement. To give you a uh, chooch enhancement. A little, a little perk, a little uh, yeah. my bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should start snorting it. 
Uh, yeah, but now there's proof, you know, now there's this proof that all these chemicals are produced when you listen to music. So, you know, so you don't need the drugs when you listen no. to music, but they certainly help. Actually, talk, all this talk about weed, I really feel like smoking. <laughs> See what this will do. This episode is going to do to you. So you've never listened to a tool song, a tool song like "Stoned Out of Your Gourd." No, that's interesting. Yeah, you should. You know, it would enhance it. Yeah, but you don't need it, as we found out. You know, no. certainly don't need it. Do not need it, and that's fine. I mean, people do do what they feel like is necessary. Do you boo? Yeah. as they say. I don't need to be. Uh, you know, do your thing. Do whatever makes you. You know. Yeah. Happy and do your you know, thing. I'm not going to, it's definitely not something for me. No, so to say. no, you're clean. Yeah. 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 A clean bill of health. So that's all I have on the, uh, but we, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so we keep going though. Yeah. No, I mean, we talked about Scott Weiland. Yeah. Obviously Kirk Cobain. We mentioned, but like we talked, we did the did episode already on all like people. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't kinda, think we discussed Weiland, but yeah, but yeah. he's certainly a drug the drugs itself yeah. have played such a big part in general in music. Right. Whether it's rock, rap, country, yeah. every genre jazz, has a struggle, classical, of right, right. I'm sure some of the famous, think there's some junky like violinists. In yeah, oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah, because they just they got so much money and they're so popular. Right. Or, you know, they they perform for this big time, uh, you know, orchestra. Yeah, right. Or the symphony, right? And they make they do well, so right? Like three, four hundred grand a year, maybe even more. Yeah, probably. And they yeah. just, you know, I'm sure there's some, uh, yeah, some. Some junkie like flautists out there. Yeah, <laughs> just nodding off during a, the tuba solo. <laughs> the tuba solos. It's like. <laughs> nods off on the yeah. The fucking thing hits the ground. And goes boom. Just a fucking. Just a, yeah. The fucking conductor's on the at the stand, fucking sniffing a bump, bumping a line. He's like, he's not. He's got the, he got the pinky fingernail. Yeah, right. That's about three inches long. Yeah. So he can just put the fucking coke right there and, the, and just yeah, snort real yeah, quick. Yeah. You never seen that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It's like when I see somebody with a pinky fingernail that's like three inches long. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, those motherfuckers are definitely. Uh, what else? What else could that be for? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or a key? Yeah, yeah, I know. Or a toothpick? Yeah, but yeah, I don't think like, but because back in the day, like it was just went hand in hand. I think people getting into music just thought they had to get into drugs. You know, there's yeah. not that mentality anymore. Yeah. You know, certainly not anymore. With uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe drugs should kind of make a comeback into music. Maybe it'll make I feel them, like they do. I feel, yeah, like, I feel yeah. like they haven't really left. It's just you know, maybe they nowadays should, it's more like the Molly and. The scissor, uh, the yeah, just stuff and that people, just blots we, you and, out. And obviously, marijuana, weed, grass, right. fucking, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it, right. Mary Jane. It's yeah. all. It's that's always yeah. going to be there. Chronic. It's always going to be the skunk. Gotcha. It's always going to be there. Right. Right. Always. Always. Fucking. Always will yeah, be in music, right. no matter what genre it is. Yeah. It's going to be there. It's always going to be around. Yeah. It's funny how drugs have, like I said, we I made you know read that Bill Hicks uh, quote a little yeah. while back, and it's so true though. So true. We yeah. wouldn't. We never would have gotten those first four no. or five amazing Metallica albums. No, without them being on drugs, especially being fucking fucked up out of right. alcohol exactly. and being drunk off their asses that's all a, the time. Well, that's a good question. Would you have gotten that without if they had been completely sober? Right. No. Would you? Ha you probably wouldn't. Probably right? not, because no. we saw what happened with Saint Anger. Right. That that's James true. was fully was <laughs> that's newly. A good point. Right. That's what. Right. And that he James was newly you know clean. Yes. yes. And he realized fuck like my sense in my my taste for writing killer riffs and songs especially lyrics was a combination between mostly him and Lars right I mean right. Hetfield had a lot had some 
put you know some input right. and say into their lyrics but it was mostly james and lars yeah right. james exactly yeah and then when james got clean initially in 202 and 0304 for yeah. saint anger it was the proof and the proof was in the pudding dude so you're saying clean musicians make shit music especially <laughs> especially a clean james hetfield yes. freshly don't get me wrong i kind of went, went back to making good music yeah because death magnetic was good right and then hardwired was better than death Magnetic. it was more right. thrashy and but they didn't start drinking again no no, no. But, and then I want to say a couple, just a few years ago, James kind of fell off the wagon again. Oh, okay, okay. He went back yeah, to rehab. Had a little relapse. But it was a short relapse. It was a short stint. Right. Short stint, and he was back. He's back clean again, and he's doing and thing. Metallica's touring. He'll be here in a couple weeks, and I'm right. fucking excited. And you're gonna get shit faced. I haven't faced. seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely gonna get shit faced. All right. I definitely haven't. I haven't seen Metallica since May of 2017. So uh -huh. you're talking about what? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Five years ago. Oh my God! Hmm. I think I, my brother and I saw Metallica on May seventeenth of two thousand seventeen, around that that time period. And five fast forward five years later, I'll be seeing Metallica again in May in the wow. Boston area. Wow! Actually, in Boston. And then speaking of my brother, just so I'm thinking about it, I want to give a shout out to my brother Jeff and his wife Danielle. Absolutely. They just had their first child was brought into the world today, Cora Jean. That's her name. First, Aww. Cora Jean was yeah. uh, delivered uh, around 3.35 today uh, on May 15th. So I want to say congratulations to my brother Jeff and my sister-in-law. <clears throat> How many pounds? Danielle. Do she came in at a whopping like 5.1 oh pounds God. and like, I don't know, 17 <laughs> ounces or whatever. Jesus. I don't know. Something like that. Wow. Not big at all. No, no. Tiny little peanut. Yeah, the good. definition of a of, of um, a peanut. Today, Junior. What's that? Remember from Billy Madison? Oh God! All right. When he was in the classroom and the kids like yeah. stuttering to finish those sentence, and he goes, "Today, Junior," and then she fucking drags him out of the classroom. A Billy Madison reference. Classic. I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I just it. thought about that when I was yeah. doing like an idiot. Yeah. I don't know why I did that because my brother has no stutter, and nor does Danielle, and nor do we know if Corrigine has a stutter, which yeah. I hope not. No, God willing, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, lay it on me. Riddle me this. Humor me. Yes, Alan, humor you. Okay. Of all the people I've come across that have stutters, mm -hmm. it's been mostly male. I don't think I've ever met a woman that stutters. That's a good point. Is that like a, I, I don't know if that's, that's a scientific thing. I have, and I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to be. I, it just somehow the, it, it came into me. It, it was just it made me realize. I don't think I've ever met a, a female stutterer. No, you're right. I have not. And you think that, that'd be kind of hot, actually? <laughs> don't you think that would be kind of a turn on a yeah. female stutter? Like you're approaching her at the bar, and you're like, okay, this female's quite <laughs> this female's quite attractive. Yeah, I'm gonna go up and just you know. <laughs> spill, <laughs> spill my guts on her. Cause you always like a little flaw. I kind of like a snaggle tooth on a girl. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, gap tooth. Bit. Just a little bit. Just shoot, just shoot my game. Yeah, and all like, a, like, a jewel, like like a jewel snaggle tooth. Hey, my know. name is Matt. What's your name? My name is. And she goes, and it's like. That's that's all, folks. I don't think you. I don't know. I think they really. <laughs> like seriously, like you just blew out the. Uh, I just blew the fucking yeah, screen on the, the monitor. <laughs> but seriously, like, have you ever come across a female stutterer? No, that's a damn good point. You really don't. And I have never have. I think they've really figured out the stuttering thing in general. Like they get to it early and they get them in like speech therapy or something. Yeah, speech but, but yeah, all the famous classes. stutterers throughout the years, like stuttering always been females. Yeah, they've not, not, stuttering never been, John never from been, uh, Howard Stern, right? Howard Stern, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. 
<laughs> great shit. Never feel. And you ever seen that movie? Uh, it remind, Fish called Wanda. Oh yeah, yeah, with, sure. With uh, yeah. Klein and yeah, yeah. Jamie Klein. Lee Curtis yeah, John and Cleese. John Cleese yeah, yeah. and um, was there someone else in it? No, it was the other guy. The guy who played this. Remember the guy who stutter? He yeah. was stuttering that movie. A British, he, yeah, yeah, the British humor. Right, he right. He, he, for the life of him, he couldn't. You know, and towards the end of the movie where John Cleese trying to get him out where hotel they're staying at. <laughs> yeah. And he, was, he, he said it was the hotel, like he finally was like by the airport. Right. I mean, it was the hotel. And then John's like, you know, slower. And he's like, the hotel, hotel, hotel. And he couldn't say it. And then John goes, all right. He's trying to wrap his brain around how to figure things. So he finally hasn't written it down on his piece of paper. Yeah. And I, and I forget. I wish I remember I know, the hotel I name. Seen that in years, yeah. And, and he, he's and then once he writes it down, he goes, "Oh yeah, hotel so and so," and he said it perfectly. Right, right, right. And then he's like, "Oh, I think I lost my stutter." And it <laughs> yeah, was like, "What yeah. the fuck?" You know. You couldn't even do that joke now. You could not make fun of uh, stutterers. I don't. No. Th- I don't. Maybe you could. Maybe that's like the one fair game we still have. But I, I don't know, think so. It would be everything's cancel culture. It would be hurtful. Yeah, you couldn't. They wouldn't even dare do that now. No. At the risk of being canceled. Yeah. But no, that is a that's a very good. Uh, I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> yeah, after we done, finish yeah. this, after we wrap up this episode, pretty soon. Famous female. I stutters. want you to f- figure out if there's any famous f- 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 female stutterers. Well, speaking of or well, any I, fe- at all. Well, that ties in with the drug thing too. You know, my generation talking about my g- 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 generation. It's one of like the fa- that's from uh, amphetamines. Like the mods would do speed back then, and they'd be so like gacked out. And they'd, if would, I were- they'd be stuttering, yeah. You're right, and if I remember correctly, I think Limp Bizkit had a song called "My Generation." Oh, did they like, cover it in or? 2000? No, like oh, okay. 2000, it's 2002, 2003. Oh God, that must be. My generation, my generation. It's it's just not. It, it actually top, is. It's a, just not top. It's really not top notch. No, top notch. Top notch. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the only uh, only rock song with stuttering in it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Talk drugs, about my generation. People try to p- 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 put us d- down. D- d- down. Yeah, Cincinnati, squash them all. What's that? It's from uh, Binge and Purge live. D- uh, well, back then it was VHS cassette. Metallica, remember they did that live Binge and Purge? They had yeah. like, behind the seeds from like the, some of the tours in Seattle, and then go fast forward to '91 when they did um, out like a tour for the Black Album. Did they there's call? A, there's a there's a um, a scene in the lo- in the locker room there the, inside the locker room at the Cincinnati. And he says, James goes, people try to hold us down, push yeah. us around, whatever. Right. Cincinnati, squash them all. And he says, that's what it reminds me of, you know? Is that referencing, you know, the, there was a, at a Who show in Cincinnati, there were people that were crushed to death. Is, is he referencing that? I don't, he didn't say that particularly in the DVD. He, oh, wow. I think he didn't he, say it. Okay. But maybe he is. Oh, that's interesting. And that's another good point. There was a famous, yeah, I think like six people died. They were like rushing the stage at, on, was, uh, at a Cincinnati show. Yeah, and, it wasn't no recent that, that. Travis Scott show that happened a while No, but back. it was like that, but yeah. That was sad. How many people? 13 or wow. something like that? There was like eight, eight at that. Eight to 13, who I think. One. Okay, yeah. Maybe in between oh, that range. Weird. It's just sad because, it, like as we talked about, we talked about it in a previous episode, like rappers trying to do rock and roll shit. That doesn't work. Just oh, yeah. Just don't try rappers. Just don't do it. No. You're no, not rock stars. No. You never will, You never are and never will be. They always want to be though, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they want to like make that crossover or whatever. Yeah, they want to live like rock stars. Yeah. No, no hate, no, no disrespect. Like, no. there's a lot of rappers that are, have been in the game for a long time, like Jay Z and right. Little Wayne and you know Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all those cats. Like, they they've been around forever and they yeah. they 
man, they're pioneers in what they do, and yeah. I respect them. I love their, I love old school rap. If I'm listening to rap, it's yeah. old school. Right. The new shit we talked about is fucking it's bogus garbage. and trash. It hasn't been anything good for the past 20 years. Now Absolute I just sound old, but, you know. Garbage. Not like I listen to everything. No. There's maybe a few songs that kind of catch my eye or right. catch my ear, so to speak. Especially catch my ear. Yeah. Um, but bend, I just can't. I just your ear. Yeah. What? Say what? Do the Hulk uh, Hogan. Say what? Say what? Say what? Que? Que paso? Que? Que paso? <laughs> yeah, so I, honestly, I don't, I can't say, you but know. I've always wondered, like, would Cobain be as, would he be, would he have been as good or Lane Staley if they didn't have those, like, raging heroin know, addictions, Staley, you know? Like, did the drugs make it? <laughs> like, what would he have sang about, you know? But, like, what would Lane have sung about if he wasn't, you know? They just would have did the rooster, and that was it. I, yeah, it would, that's yeah, it about Jerry would have been all dad. Vietnam songs. Jerry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what would he? What would you know? They wouldn't have had that like desperation. I know nothing and, like you know. You never would have got. Doom, ding, doom, ding. Yeah, sitting on this angry chair. <laughs> yeah, right, that's right? all drugs. It's all drugs. It's gotta man. be. Oh yeah, even it, if it's not like directly related, it's, it's like influenced, right? Definitely influenced, for like sure. a desperation, of, like you Sitting know, I, I know I gotta kick this, but yeah. on my yeah. angry chair. So I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it kills these guys, but it gives us really good like subject matter for songs before they die. You yeah. know, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of glad that drugs have been so prevalent in music. You know, what's more interesting that a a musician with a drug problem comes out with some it's, it's gnarly fuel, shit. It's fuel for some great music. You for know? real. And like like you said, when they get clean, they put out shit like Saint Anger, and it's just like what? Saint Anger oh, around my neck. Oh, it's so, so bad. bad. I'm sorry, James and the boys. Well, he got it out of his so system anyway. I mean, at least every album hasn't been that bad since so fucking since bad. they got sober. <laughs> yeah, Alcoholica. I know. Well, but, Maddie. But I anyway, mean, hey, yeah. we did. We, hey, it was another. It's an interesting thing to think about. For real. You know? Yeah. It's interesting, you know, because drugs aren't going anywhere and music's not going anywhere. and Totally, definitely you know, not, it's for sure. Just, uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't kill too many more people, but, yeah, you know. Well, hey, yeah. it was a pleasure. Right back at you. Glad we got back to the onto the back to the grind, back on the po- back on the pony, as yeah. they say, back on the horse, as they say. Right on the white, back on the white pony. The white pony. Yeah. Hey, good album by the Deftones, by Great the way. Album. Yeah. Great album. Great album. Chino's a r- raging... Uh, Heroin addict, isn't he? No, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, he's not. I don't think so. He's pretty. He's got a. He's got a. He's got it together for yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, Maddie. Um. With that, I like to, uh, as you know, do what we always do for the most part. I like to uh, thank our listeners, loyal, loyal listeners, especially loyal listeners all around the globe and, and the country and, and the universe. And we appreciate you. We respect you. Nothing but love and respect. And continue to check us out. Again, our uh, Instagram is Scrap Metal Show. You can find our podcast and all the episodes streaming on all p- podcast platforms, mm-hmm. especially Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera. So thank you again. Please take care of one of other, each other. Stay sick. That's S-I-C. And much love and respect. Good night. Peace.